Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast coming to you from Turning Point Church of Seminole, Alabama. This is Celebrate Recovery Crossroads, and I am your host, William Keyes Jones. Now, I realize there's been a lot of time between our podcasts, but I'm hammering out some priorities that should be back on track soon with the podcast and everything else we're doing. And so we're also reaching out to Escambia and Baldwin County, hopefully... Well, in the hopes that you know, we're going to reach some people that need to hear these podcasts. So I encourage you, please share, uh, follow, and bring this to someone you know who might be having problems or having uh, issues with dealing with those problems. Our topic is going to be learned behavior. Um, what is learned behavior? Learned behavior is knee-jerk reactions, physical reactions, emotional reactions, whether they be positive or negative, that we have modeled after people we know. So a learned behavior is a behavior that is not natural, but rather developed through socialization. And most behaviors, besides basic animalistic instincts, are learned from somewhere or someone. For example, even going to the bathroom is a learned behavior. You don't see monkeys going to the toilet, do you? Well, I'll take that back. You probably would if they were trained to do so. And so when it comes to learned behavior, training is included. This is how we model and shape behavior of our loved ones, our children, etc., so forth. And so even many animals have learned behaviors. Dogs, cats, they learn to sit, roll over, play dead, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Parrots can learn to speak and they can repeat phrases. And rats can learn to run through a maze and if you give them enough time they'll trim that time from start to finish and get faster each time because they have memorized this maze to get to that cheese and so the definition of learned behavior there are many but here is one of them none of the activities we describe here come naturally We're not born with the ability to play ball. We're not born with the ability to use phones or go to the internet or cook dinner. So the question is, how did we get there? The answer is learned behavior. The activities above are all the result of people developing skills over a long period of time. They were practiced or coached Uh, They were refined over many times, modified many times over, even rehearsed many times over. I have a definition. Learned behavior is the characteristics and habits and behaviors of the people we grow up around. So an example of that would probably be, man, when I grow up, I want to be just like that person or When I have my kids, I'm going to do this. 
or I'm going to teach them to be just like me. And so I've heard also the expression, we all become the people we hate. So keep that in mind when it comes to that. We have a tendency to idolize people. We adore them or look up to them. For the lack of people around us, there is a lot of moral compass that just goes ignored unless you're right by that person and you're growing up with them and learning from them. So I had to kill off a lot of my idols, not literally, but I had to make them dead to me to understand and realize who I was in Christ Jesus. And I also had to realize that a lot of the characteristics that I had were modeled after people I grew up around. My mother, my father, grandparents, uh, pastors and churches and stuff like that. So I'm the son of an Air Force family. My parents and I grew up all around the world. We've seen many places, the Philippine Islands, Japan, Korea. Well, I, I didn't go to Korea, but my father did. And we waited uh, here in the United States while he went there. But in my tour in the army, I have been around the world. So, you know, all these things we learn and we pick up, they're usually something that fascinates us or turns us on about that person that makes us want to become more like that person. One of the things that helped me shape my behavior was gauging how I was received. Like, in other words, I'd say something and wait for someone to reply. And depending on what that reply was, I would make that little split second micro decision. And somehow through that process, I would make a decision on what to say next or how to act. Receiving bad news, I would, of course, I'd cower down and I'd, you know, hang my head and say, man, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. So, and honestly, before I met my wife, uh, I, I really never used to apologize to hear things that were bad news. Um, uh, mostly because, you know, nobody around me that I was growing up actually apologized for hearing bad news. Or, you know, if someone had some kind of crisis that they were going through, uh, you know, I'd be like, well, do the best you can uh, to get through it. But the, beha the behavior that I modeled... It also helped me determine which direction the conversation was going in a positive way or in a negative way. And as I went on in life, I learned that most of my mistakes, um, well, let me rephrase that. Not most of my mistakes. As I went on in life, I learned from my mistakes. And because my parents and friends around me were optimistic, they had that mindset most conversations would go towards the positive direction. Now look, I am sure you've heard me say before, even though my father was optimistic about a lot of things, there was one thing that he was not optimistic about. He wasn't optimistic about changing his own behavior. Thing about it is, whenever he would injure himself, 
bust his knuckles, throw out a, you know, wrench, bounce off the wall and come back and hit him or, uh, you know, even stubbing his toe or, or just twisting his ankle or something like that. Whatever it would be, it would drive him into a fury and nothing but rage and anger would come from his mouth. So maybe you can just imagine this. A grown man reaching into the back of a television to do some repairs to it, hitting the high voltage rectifier and getting a whopper of a shock, throwing back his head and just yelling at the top of his lungs, GD, 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 repeatedly over and over again, I guess until the pain subsided, he wouldn't stop. And it kind of made me wonder if that was the only two words in his vocabulary. So since we're on the topic of learned behavior, I can tell you that that was one of my learned behaviors. My father would injure himself. He would do that. When I injure myself, I do that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's learned behavior. And learned behavior can come from role models. My father was a role model. So that's the kind of learned behavior I'm talking about. I'm not really going to try and focus too much on the positive aspects of learned behavior, but more on the negative aspects of learned behavior. So there's a lot of people out there that believe that there is treatment for learned behavior. Um, well, what am I talking about? Therapy, especially cognitive behavioral therapy, labeled as CBT, I actually went through that. That's why I know what it is. This type of therapy probably could help a lot of people. It can and it does help people with these type of learned behavior issues like myself. But there are a lot of people out there that may need more might need some tools to work with so that they can overcome this. I believe in a higher power because this type of learned behavior can be overcome through higher thinking and the way I act. Learning to wait before I react or answer can make a huge difference in the way I respond to a situation. Now get this. Some of the people I hang around now tell me baby steps because nothing is going to happen overnight and I'll tend to agree with them because most of the positive improvements that I've acquired over the last few years were baby steps. And they're hard to break because learned behavior is ingrained into my psyche. Right now, I can't imagine hurting myself or stumbling or tripping or falling and banging my head, stubbing my toe, or even some kind of injury in a church and spewing out GD because I'm in pain and anguish. Could you just imagine that? And I have a side thought here. What is it about me that when I'm not in church, I cuss like a sailor and I find the answer is learned behavior? Because the fact of the matter is, is that when I'm in church, I do not cuss.
And some of you might ask me why. The thing about it is, is that there are filters. Church and God and Jesus are filters. You wouldn't go into a church and just start spewing out F-bombs and all kinds of gibberish that's, that's, you know, unacceptable in Christian culture. Same thing with God and Jesus. You're not going to swear profanity around uh, Jesus or God because those filters are in place. All right, let me talk about filters. Filters are what stop us from saying or acting out what we feel. Common sense is what tells us there are things out there that we just might not want to say that could set somebody off and they may attack you to do physical harm. Case in point, when I had a sporty mouth, I got smacked by my mother. That helped me develop the filter to not cuss around my mother or I was going to get slapped. Makes sense, right? And no, you're not going to find common sense at Walmart. My mother and I had a good long-running joke about that, but it was, you know, I guess it was only funny between me and her. Filters are kind of like brakes because they'll stop you before you get into trouble. I'm five foot nine. Now just put this together in your head. I'm five foot nine, and I certainly wouldn't go up against someone six five and two hundred and fifty pounds. And let's let's just be real here. I'm not going to let just anything spew out of my mouth without worrying about consequences. It's not listen, it's not that I can't fight. I don't want to put myself in that kind of situation because one of us is going to end up getting injured. So the person that's trying to do better, the person that actually has those filters are going to do something to stop that and nip it before it ever gets to that bud. So naturally, I recoil and show respect. But like I said, it's not that I can't fight. I just don't want to get sucker punched. And when I was a young kid, I got sucker punched in the form of a slap many times because I had a very sporty mouth. Filters like God, Jesus, and church are probably the best weapons we have in our arsenal to become better people and eliminate learned behavior. I've noticed that when I'm around people, I decide not to use profanity as an outlet of anger. And that helps the most because I'm around positive people. Maybe even pretending I'm in church all the time helps. It might even help even more because it's the kind of words that are spewing out of my mouth when I'm angry. I would not say them in church, much less when I'm around positive people. So that's something also to think about. What I truly wish is that I could surround myself with those type of people all the time so that those slurs of profanity would not come out of my mouth as often and in the end I would not say them at all. Now I truly hope you 
have been helped. I hope this helps you as much as it helps me. Because honestly, I would rather not have that kind of felt coming out of my mouth. But there are also things like learned behavior, um, many different aspects of learned behavior that we can eliminate just by being around positive people. Apologizing to God all the time for the things that come out of my mouth is the biggest filter that I have. Because honestly, in the end, I'm going to answer to Him and Him alone. So if you find any of these thoughts or comments interesting, I encourage you to go ahead and call our hotline at 251-677-8484 and leave your comments and suggestions so we can open this up for discussion. And in the meantime, Celebrate Recovery is open on Monday night at 6.30 at Turning Point Church of Seminole, Alabama. This is William. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in again.